0: Hello, I'm Corey Stroman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our community. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we chat with Jessica Curry, local interior designer and owner of Interiors by Curry. Let's get started. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you. Well, to get started, what kind of brought you to the Rochester area and what would you say keeps you around? Uh,
1: Well, I'm from Rochester originally. Okay. Um, Now I have lived in Iota for about the last 13 years um, with my family, but I was born and raised here. And after I went to school, I came back here for an internship and kind of had stayed all the way through. Um, I like that it's not a huge town, but sure. it's growing and trying to be more c- progressive as time goes by.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure like being here all of your life you've been able to see this like huge transition Uh that's happened especially in the last like five or so years and I'm sure even before that.
1: Yeah my sister's in Colorado and sometimes if it's been a couple years even since she's here she's like oh my gosh (laughs) this looks totally different. Right
0: (laughs) totally. Well what's your background in work and education?
1: Okay Um, so I went to school for interior design um, in Alexandria, Minnesota and We studied residential, commercial, and kitchen and bath design, Sure. Um, and I graduated from there in 2001, and then I came back to Rochester, and I worked for a local kitchen and bath business for about nine years, Um, started there as an internship because it was a tech college in order Mm -hmm. to complete my degree, and then basically ended up staying there for a long time after that, and that's what kind of developed my a more intense passion for like kitchen and bath specifically and Mm -hmm. working with cabinetry and all that as well.
0: Sure. What would you say initially sparked your passion for interior design? And at what point did you decide, I want this to be my own thing?
1: Um, So, I mean, forever since I can remember how to pick up a pencil and draw, I've always been like drawing and doodling and crafting and oh man, the amount of crafts. My mom had to <laughs> buy all the things for me to be busy with all the time and um, also really liked fashion. I used to draw pictures of dresses and design dresses more so than interiors. Sure. Um, and then I went to high school at John Marshall and there was actually an interior design decorating class and that's what first got me interested. Oh,
0: very cool. And I was, wish my high school had, had <laughs> yeah. I mean, design. it's
1: definitely like a lot different than what you really, like I really do now, right, but it kind of kinda gave me that stepping stone, like, oh, you could look at a floor plan and plan this out. And where should the kitchen go? Where should the bedrooms go? Um, what do we want to put in those rooms? How big do we want it to be? And then of course, the fun part, the design elements and the colors and textures and materials and everything. So, totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So at, at one point you were working for a company here in Rochester. Oh. At, at what point did you decide to start your own company?
1: Okay. So I was, I'm was. i glad you went there because I didn't finish my full history. <laughs> now I'm going to date myself when I add all these years up. But so that first place that I was at, that kitchen and bath place, I was there for nine years. Um, and that sadly did kind of shift and go under in like 2008, 2009 when okay. the building boom kind of crashed sure. a little bit. Um, so then I was going I mean I always kind of wanted to own my own business. I think it's just like my personality, like I mm. want to do my own thing. Yeah. So I started just doing a little bit of consulting in between, just like little cash jobs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then someone had approached me from another store in town um that needed an interior designer and also I think wanted to cultivate like their cabinetry. And kitchen bath specific department. Um, so I helped kind of build out their cabinetry department, manage that, and then I did interior design there for five years. Okay. Um, and that was kind of a cool extra, like, new stepping stone for me, too, because they also specialized in countertop fabrication and tile, tile installation. And that was like a whole other thing that I didn't know anything about until I worked there for five years. Sure. And, but then I've kind of brought my experience. Um, to their place, to where they were trying to create more of a one-stop shop type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked that. But then there's also certain elements where I was wanted to just consult on the layout of a living room or colors mm-hmm. or materials or not just provide... A floor plan, to kind of do it all and manage the entire thing, and just kind of pick and choose what I want to provide because I own my own business. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of approached my boss and told him this is what I want to do. I think he was a little shocked and probably <laughs> mad slash sad, whatever. But it was just something I kind of felt like I was at that point in my career. If I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. Yeah. And, um, and I had built a lot of business relationships in Rochester over the years with different. Builders or decorators or designers, mm-hmm. as well, that um, still continue to kind of collaborate and work with me after I went on my own, but I definitely like communicated to them what I was doing. Mm-hmm. There's some of that business I kind of had to leave behind because I wasn't a big store, so it was definitely a little risky, sure. but. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when I started on my own, I was just out of my home for the first couple years. Okay, um, and just mainly consulting and then collaborating with other showrooms. And then I moved to a space in Iota for about um, five years. And then after that, now this last this past year, July twenty two, we moved into our new space in Rochester.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, and that's pretty close to downtown, isn't it? Over yeah. at the Queen City. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Love that spot.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it was like a long time in the making. There, One thing prompted the mood that um, I had rented from a person in Iota that wanted to expand into the space I was currently renting. Mm. But the other thing was after, within that five years, we started carrying and being a dealer for cabinetry and countertops and selling more product and having samples and meeting with clients mm. in our very small 600 square foot space sure. and having some smaller, very efficient, you know, displays, but not like an all out kitchen display or a vanity or mm. any, we just didn't have room for any of that. Plus, sure. um, I also had t- taken on an employee, so we were kind of like bursting at the seams. So, yeah. so the time was right. Um, Looked a lot, a lot of different places. I love the location. I ended up in great exposure, but just like convenience for most of our mm-hmm, clients, just mm-hmm. being so centrally located.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So and the uh, the parking issue is resolved there as yeah. well, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Uh, what are the scope of services that you provide?
1: Um, so we do consulting, um, just like meaning if someone might be building a house and just want us to do a blueprint review or also and look at like what we think if what if what they have for the kitchen or bathroom is a good layout sure and we can kind of just meet with them in person edit that stuff Um. also pick out materials finishes and then there's the more like full service design where we might be drawing actual CAD drawings the floor plans the elevations Mm -hmm. then picking out all the materials sure um so we kind of do as much or as little as people want we do a lot of specializing in kitchen and bathrooms because that ties into, um, our products that we sell cabinetry and countertops. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sell hardware, we sell area rugs. We've got lots of little things in between, but for the most part, those are things that kind of complete an entire project, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we do take on some, you know, onesie twosies, smaller things as we sure. can in between everything. And, and we also understand that sometimes people just have a really small project and no one else wants to do it. And um, <laughs> I don't mind doing that because sometimes maybe in a year they want to do a kitchen remodel too, you know. Right, So sure. it's like everybody kind of has to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, yeah, so.
0: Absolutely. What would you say are some challenges or barriers you faced while getting started with your business?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I didn't have like... A whole lot of money to start a business with. That would probably be mm-hmm. the first big challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I decided I had kind of made this internal decision that I was going to basically quit my job. And don't get me wrong, when I quit it, I think it was on good terms and I mm-hmm. helped out complete projects with clients and all that. Sure. But for probably a year before that, I was like saving up, maybe not a full year, but for a certain amount, saving up commissions from mm-hmm. jobs I mm-hmm. sold, just to have, like, a little extra cash to, like, just even, like, to get the LLC set yeah, up, insurance, yeah. some of that. Absolutely. Um. And, but that wasn't a lot. I mean, I think I had $8,000 is what I started out with. Yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. it was kind of crazy looking back and, you know, and I didn't really want to have to have a bunch of loans and all that. So, I kind of mm-hmm. have taken very small strategic steps along the way to sure. get to where I am. So. Um, yeah. And then I guess the other thing is just really knowing about the business end of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I used score for like a couple resources, like just on their website. I ended up not even ever meeting with anyone one-on-one, but just for a few resources way back, Mm -hmm. cause it's like a business plan. What's a business plan? Like, what do I do? (laughs) How do I set this up? What do I do? Yeah. So, and then, you know, obviously the tax thing and some of those details that I'm not probably like being a creative person knowing a whole lot about mm-hmm. it. and I'm still learning mm-hmm. as I'm growing with that. So
0: for sure. Would you say there's anything about Rochester as a city that provides unique challenges as opposed to maybe starting a business elsewhere?
1: Um, I think Rochester, Olmstead County sometimes can be a little tricky with just like, we work a lot with contractors and in homes or new builds and building codes and some of the really like trying to get clarity on some of those details can be mm-hmm. a little tricky. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I love the fact that it, like we said, Rochester's not this huge town. So you can get yeah. everywhere pretty quickly. Yeah. Um it's like the most 15, 20 minute drive somewhere and that's if mm-hmm. you're like on the outskirts. So I can't complain about that. And um so yeah, I think that's it.
0: Yeah. Great. Uh how would you say the pandemic affected your business if at all?
1: Um I mean we stayed surprisingly busy. Um, we did, we did okay. We, we really did. Um, but there was definitely a, f- we could have done better. <laughs> There's <laughs> sure, definitely sure. those people that kind of went and put the brakes down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. brakes on, and were scared of having people in their homes or maybe had a kid with health reasons. So would have mm. to put it off, which totally understandable. Um, or just, you know, didn't know what was going to happen and whether they should be putting out the money. So, mm-hmm. um, there was things that were put on hold, but I also think there was things that were put on hold that we thought was still going to happen. Then maybe the next year it still didn't happen. And sure, so then sure. like, it's almost like if anything now we're like, Oh, I guess those, that person or that person isn't coming back at all.
0: <laughs> or <laughs> sure, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. But,
1: um, I feel like we were really lucky compared to some people. So I, I can't complain too much. Um, and being that it's Uh, office was just me and one other person we easily could kind of distance and we work from home occasionally Mm -hmm. and when we were at that smaller office so um we we made it through (laughs) yeah
0: that's (laughs) great that's great did you ever feel that being a female entrepreneur affected or made it more difficult to start your business
1: yeah I think it uh, yeah definitely 100% (laughs) (laughs) um and also being that kind of what design is related to construction and mm-hmm. also dealing with a lot of people in construction and that that's dominantly male. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um there was obviously a lot more maybe male opinions probably thinking I couldn't do what I wanted yeah, to do. Absolutely or and voicing that I couldn't because just because they're you know, they weren't afraid to do that or maybe felt like I don't know. A man's more experienced to own a business. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I hate to say that out loud, but no, it's that's, true. No, <laughs> that's fair.
0: If you don't mind my asking, how do you like navigate those kind of maybe uncomfy <laughs> interactions?
1: Snap back at of and <laughs> shut it right down, I guess. Yeah, no,
0: that's great.
1: <laughs> and I feel like there's more and more women doing their own thing, wanting to do their own thing. Also reaching out, Hey, how did you get started? I'm more than willing to share and help them because I think it's just awesome. So yeah,
0: Yeah, we love to see that support coming out of the community. Well, what do you find most rewarding and enjoyable about your work?
1: Um, Definitely just the relationships that we have with people. I mean, there's some people that we almost meet a year before people are even working in their house. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of those um, clients kind of walk away as friends somewhat and a lot of times we end up getting to see them repeat clients mm-hmm. one, two, three times in a row, having done this for a, lo- um, a lot of years. And um, just the fact that they can, they trust us and also will listen to some of the ideas that might be a little out there, as long sure. as we can kind of back up how we think it can be executed. Yeah. Um, and then just, just the, the unique innovation and materials that we constantly are learning about and adding into new projects. So.
0: Sure. Yeah. What's a piece of advice you would give to someone considering starting their own business?
1: Um, I mean, it, as hard as it is, <laughs> I did create a business plan and did all that paperwork up front and it did help me have something to always keep going back to, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and then also kind of organizing folders of different things with you know, the tax information, insurance, mm-hmm. all those items that I'm like, wait, what was that I had to do again? Yeah, <laughs> I a yeah, yeah. reference back. So that was helpful. And then I think there's more resources than, than there than there was when I went out on my own mm-hmm. a lot more and tapping into that. Like I said, I made the comment that like, I know SCORE is out there and I think I use some just resources from their website, but mm-hmm. you can go talk to someone, you can go meet with them you know, like tap into all that. Why not? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and also, you know, find someone like-minded entrepreneur, um, to lean on for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that a little bit too. There is another, uh, lady in Rochester that I talked to a little bit and i really appreciate her insight. I've given other people my advice now to pay it forward and mm-hmm. that's the way it, you hope that's the way it keeps going. So, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, outside of the work side of things, what are some of your hobbies and interests?
1: Um, so, obviously, being with my family, my husband Travis and my kids Logan and Layla, um, they're super busy. Fifteen and eleven, so besides school, the sports and everything else in between. Um, and then in the in the summer, we have a camper down in Wabasha, and we go boating. Oh, fun. Um, I like to go golfing, although that doesn't happen very often, but a a few times a year, my husband and I get out or I go out with some of the best ball, different tournaments and stuff. Um, and I love my indoor plants. I like kind of like tending to those. I don't have enough room to be like a total plant lady, but (laughs) I aspire to one day if I could have like a whole, some room with plants in it. Yes. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. So...
0: Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. Thanks so much to Jessica for sharing her story. You can learn more about Interiors by Curry by clicking the link in our show notes. And thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within the city of Rochester, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast.